Hey, happy Mother's Day to all of our mothers here at the Heights. And you know what? Whether your mom is sitting next to you or maybe in another state or maybe she's in heaven, let's applaud our moms and honor them today. We're sure grateful for them. Well, I, I, I sure want to take this moment to, to wish my mom a, a happy Mother's Day. She's watching. She watches every Sunday. She watches both services because I am the best thing in the world. Because that's, that's what moms do for us, right? You got to have somebody who thinks you're the best thing in the world. So happy Mother's Day, mom. I, I love you. I'll call in a little while. I'm working this morning. So, uh, anyway, but sure grateful for my mom. And, uh, you know, I, I've said this before. I, I feel very blessed, not just on a day like this, but especially a day like this. And that, in that the word mom is such a positive word for me. Whatever direction I go with the word mom, if it's looking at the the, the lady who raised me, if it's getting to watch my wife be a a mother to our four children, my mother-in-law and and the support she's been, and now, gosh, this just whole new thing of watching uh, our daughter be a, a mom. I mean, it's just every way I look, it's just fun. It's just exciting. And that's, that's been such a, a, a great blessing. So, you know, America gives us a lot of great things. And, and one of those is this tradition of honoring mom this month. And of course, next month it'll be dad. It's a, it's a good thing that we do this. We won't do enough. But right, it's good to be reminded to do something. So we send that card, we make that call, and uh, we honor our mom. You know, when we honor, we breathe new life into the plan. You say, see, what plan? I didn't know, I didn't know there was a plan. Oh man, God's plan. God has a plan. It was, it was God's plan that a man would leave his father and mother. And that he would cleave, he would hold fast to his wife and they would become one flesh. It, it was God's plan to make man in his, in his very own image, to form him, to, to create him. Male and female, he would create them to bear his image, to look like him. And, and he blessed them. And, and he said to them, be fruitful and multiply, a command, by the way, that has not been revoked. You know, folks, I don't think it should be lost on us that in the opening page of the Bible, the, the opening page, two, three of the Bible, where we're answering these huge questions like there's a God, a, a, a personal God, a, a creator God, that in that very same context, we are told how life is going to be lived, how it's going to be unfold as a, as a male, as a female, as a husband, as a wife, as a mom, and as a dad. Oh, when we come to a day like this, when we're honoring mom, we, we honor the plan. Man, I sure hope today for you, like me, is a, a good day. I hope it's something that comes natural uh, I, I hope it's something that is enjoyable. It sure ought to be. But, but I do use the word ought. Because that, that's not always the case, is it? You know, I, I, I was thinking, 
I think Mother's Day, of all the days in the calendar, all the days in a year, all of the the holidays, I, I, I don't know that there is a day filled with as much emotion as this day. And that that emotion can can be a broad spectrum of what we're thinking, feeling, experiencing, anticipating on, on, on a day like this. You know, I mentioned a, a moment ago one of the great things about America. You know, I think another great thing about America is, is that we tend to be mindful of that one that is not enjoying what the rest of us are enjoying. That is not experiencing what the rest are experiencing. But we haven't done that perfectly. We, we don't do it consistently. And boy, there's some places we've really failed at doing that. But I do think that's a part of our, our character in America. We want to be, we, we want to be sensitive to the fact that not everybody's enjoying, not, not everybody is getting something out of this. And, and that's a good thing. And so that would bring us to a day like today. Hey, we're mindful. Hey, there's a, a, a lot of people celebrating. There's a, a lot of people that think this is a, a, a great day. But there are others who come to this day maybe with some hard questions and emotions. Not, not just, you know, am, am I going to buy a funny card or a sentimental card? Are, are, are we going here for lunch or, or are we cooking out? There's some people that on this very day are asking much more difficult questions. Like, like why did I have a bad mom? Why were my mom and, and my dad, why were they abusive? Why did they go through a divorce? Why did I go through a divorce? And now this whole plan seems so much messier. You know, why did I never have a child? Why couldn't I have a child? What if I've had a child pass away? And what, what, if, I'm, what if I'm struggling with same-sex attraction and I seem to be left out of every single piece of this plan? What, what, if, what if my home was not a mom and a dad and two kids and a picket fence with a dog and apple pie? What if that's not my experience? That, what if that's not what I'm going home to today? Man, you know what? It's good that in the midst of our celebration, a celebration that is good, that we stop and realize that our, the very thing we're celebrating raises a lot of emotions and issues and, and questions. It's good that we're sensitive to that. As a matter of fact, it's more than good. It's, it's godly. It's like God to see the one. The 99 are enjoying, but to, to see the one. That's, that's very much like God. But I wonder if in right now in America, if in our sensitivity, our, our concern, our respect for somebody that maybe is not getting to, you know, fit nicely, tuck nicely into the plan, if, if maybe we're taking a wrong turn. I, please don't misunderstand. It's not a wrong turn to be sensitive. It's not a wrong turn to care and be mindful and respectful. But, but, but I wonder if in the path of doing that, we can take a wrong turn where we feel like to be sensitive of the one feeling left out. We abandon the plan. We, we abandon God's plan. We, we, we now go up to the house with a mom and a dad and two kids and a picket fence and the dog and the pie and we burn it to the ground. 
Now to be mindful, now to be respectful, now to be sensitive, we, we honor and we respect and we applaud every single kind of plan there is except the one God gave us. A plan that He, he told us to honor. Do you, do you understand? Sometimes we honor not because of our experience, but by faith. I honor by faith, faith in God, faith that he's good. But he did tell us to honor the plan. I mean, right there in the Ten Commandments, Exodus 20, verse 12, honor your father and mother. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 4, let marriage be held in honor. Look at these two words, among all. Among all, not not just, hey, if you're happily married, honor marriage. No, regardless of your experience in or with marriage, and regardless of your marital status, you are to honor, you are to hold in high regard marriage. Now, is, is God telling us to do that because God's insensitive? Is, is he saying that because he just, man, God, I mean... Thought he knew everything. Apparently, he didn't have the foreknowledge to look down the road and realize there might be some really abusive moms and dads out there. You're you're telling me to honor that, Lord? Did did God not look down the road and see that, hey, not everybody will have or or will even be able to have a child? and, and, And what honoring would make them that ache that comes with honoring? God, God, did you not see that marriage wasn't going to work out for every single person? For some, that just is, you know, Lord, do you not see this? Do you, do you not understand how it makes people feel when you, when you say that? Oh, folks, it's, it's because we can mess up the plan. It's because we can be the recipients of a messed up plan that God says to honor it. That's why he says to honor, so that we keep our focus, so that we stick to it. Folks, God is is not insensitive, and we are not more sensitive than God. I, 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 I think it's almost laughable how we can look out into the world and we can see injustice, we can see unfairness, we can see insensitivity, all of which we caused... And we think this is God's problem. You know, if, if, if there was a real God, if, if there was a good God, boy, wouldn't he have done? And we almost approach this like we're the, I'm the standard of justice. Clearly, God needs to step up here and answer some, some questions. Clearly, I know what being sensitive means. God, you need to prove that, that you're... Folks, we're not more sensitive than God is. God, God actually is sensitive to what it means, to what the experience is of going through a divorce. He actually uses that as an illustration a lot of his relationship with us when we're unfaithful, when we betray. God is sensitive to the abused. He's sensitive to the neglected. He's sensitive to those who never have a child. He is sensitive to those struggling with a same-sex attraction. We are not more sensitive... Because we arrive at some place and decide that respect means abandoning the plan. Walking away from the plan. God has a plan. He knows where you are. 
He knows what this day means to you as a, as a divorced, as a childless, as somebody who's just lost a mom, as somebody who's lost a child, as somebody who went through a horrific situation. God has a plan for you. And every right and good plan begins, I think I can literally say, with the word honor. The, the path... To healing, the path to hope begins with the word honor. We're not going to get to an answer by dishonoring. We're not going to get to an answer by abandoning. We honor. We honor what God honors. We honor God. We honor what God tells us to honor. No, I'm not saying if you do a really good job at Mother's Day today, that by the end of the day, your problems are gone. Everything is fixed Oh, all my issues are solved. Probably not. But I'm absolutely saying that that whatever your need is, whatever you're struggling with, the answer is not going to be found in dishonoring. It's not going to be found in abandoning. I challenge you, point me to the place where there is lasting healing, there is lasting hope, there is lasting comfort and peace that started off by dishonoring and abandoning God's plan. The operative word there is lasting. You won't find it. It's not there. Now, I don't, I don't know what it is sometimes about church that I think a lot of us, we want to, we get this. Okay, I'm supposed to honor marriage. I'm supposed to honor parenting and We sometimes maybe in that don't see those living outside that. And so those that have some question, some issue that is kind of outside that, man, they they can actually in church feel very left out, ignored, maybe even looked down upon. Gosh, if that's been your experience with a church, the church, I'm sure sorry. I'm sure sorry if that has happened to you here. I recognize it. It actually can Sometimes in our focus on honoring, we, we tend to neglect, not care for, not see anybody outside of this nice, neat little plan that we have. And you know what? I think it, it's another message. It's another thing to stop and discuss. Hey, how do we do a better job with that? How do we not leave that person out? But I would say to that person, here's, here's the good news. While, while Christians may not always do a very good job, while the church may not always do a very good job, God always does a good job. And God has not left you out. How do you know God hasn't left me out? One word. One word is why I know God hadn't left you out. It's the word whoever. You're a whoever, aren't you? Whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Whoever you are, whatever you've done, wherever you have been, God loves you and God will save you. Now, think about that word save real quickly. In that verse, in that context, in church, we hear the word save and we only apply it to one thing, heaven and hell, right? God, if I call on the Lord, he will rescue me out of hell, out of sin, out of death. He'll adopt me as his own child, forgive me of my sins, and heaven is my future. 
That, that is often what we mean. That is often how we use that verse. But did you know that the Bible uses the word salvation all the way through it in things that are just a little bit smaller than that? Oh, yes, call on the name of the Lord absolutely is about heaven and hell. But calling on the name of the Lord is also about him rescuing you and saving you right now in the issue, in the emotion, wherever you are on this spectrum, in the confusion, in the frustration, in the anger, in the emptiness. Call on the name of the Lord. Whatever grief, whatever grief you are bearing Whatever loneliness and abuse you have endured. Whatever betrayal you have been struck by. Call on the name of the Lord. He rescues out of that. Hey, let's turn this a little bit of the harder angle. Whatever abuse you gave. Whatever betrayal you dealt Whatever grief and loneliness you caused, call on the name of the Lord. He loves you. He'll save you. He will rescue you out of that. We don't call on His name. An invitation is there for you today. Call on the name of the Lord. If this day is anything but enjoyable for you. If this day is anything but natural for you. Call on the name of the Lord. That's the gospel. And the gospel has a name. Jesus Christ. This whole message is now for this next 30 seconds. My burden, my concern is that in our culture, in the United States of America, they are trying to separate us from that name. And they are using the brokenness of marriage, the brokenness of parenting, the brokenness of sexuality to tell us we can't trust that name. That's the name that gave us the plan. That's the name that's messed us all up and, and got us hurting. Folks, our failure in the plan, our experience because of people around us who failed in the plan, says absolutely nothing about God and His plan. It says everything about us who desperately need to call on the name of the Lord in our brokenness. Call on the name of the Lord. I think this Mother's Day, this Father's Day, the ones to follow and a host of other things, folks, have become more important than ever before because our nation needs to see people honoring marriage, honoring parenting, and doing that in a way that does not attack or ridicule or leave out somebody not tucking nicely into the plan. You know why? Because God doesn't leave them out. Whoever. It's always important to honor mom. But maybe today we understand now the challenge is maybe greater than ever before. It's really important that we honor mom. If, if even by faith. Not by experience. But by faith. Let's pray.
Father, I can, I can only imagine in a room this size at all those watching online that, that we cover the entire spectrum of, of every emotion and issue and challenge and frustration and question that comes on a day like today. Oh Lord, we're, wherever we are on the spectrum, may we be so grateful we can call on your name. And I would pray for each of us, certainly, Lord, for, for heaven and hell, for salvation. Yes, Lord, any in here who have not begun a relationship with you, may today be the day they call on the name of the Lord. But God, so many of us, we did that. We, we did that a year ago, three years ago, 47 years ago. Oh, Lord, may we realize that was never meant to be a one-time thing. You don't only have one kind of rescue. You can rescue. You can save in every situation. Oh Lord, may we call on you. And out of love for you, out of our trust in you, out of our faith in your rightness and your goodness, may we honor the plan. Show us how, not only on a day like this, God, but every day we become very purposeful. And how we honor what you've given us. It's in Jesus name that we pray. Amen.